1: To get started, visit plushcare.com weight That's plushcare.com weight
2: loss.
0: Hello, Running to um, I'm Get to for a Get to well, let's face it, five times Olympian Joe Pavey has agreed to come for a little run in a local area. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good
2: morning. How are you, Paul? I'm all right. Are you I'm feeling okay? better? You've had a lot of problems, haven't you, with your tooth and <laughs> antibiotics? And
0: I'm still on antibiotics. Yeah. Oh. And I've got a bit of... Uh and my tooth is hurting. Oh. Um, but what can you? Well, it's very brave you that you. Still
2: out training.
0: I'm very. I'm a very brave person.
2: Yeah, you are. <laughs> and you, maybe it shouldn't be recommended to train with all that going on.
0: Do you think so? Really?
2: Well, you have to look after your immune system, don't you? And maybe, you know, it would be advisable oh, okay. to be resting yeah, so, I've got, so, so I'm advising that so I'm not like a hard taskmaster no no that's wrong run anyway.
0: <laughs> no no that's wrong It's a weird one because I'm meant to be slightly training I've got a mile race on tomorrow.
2: Oh so, so you're gonna so race even though you're ill?
0: That's really stupid isn't it? Yeah it might be. Mm, yeah okay well listen I might not yeah. and uh, and is this your like, this is your local area. This is where we're we running this morning. Where yeah, there?
2: this is the Grand Western Canal, right near Tifton. We started at Sanford Peveril, and it's just gorgeous because, um, lovely scenery running by the water. Yeah. But what's great as well about it is it's off road, but it's also obviously dead flat being alongside yes, the Canal, yeah, it so very nice. obviously, I love getting to places like Dartmoor and Devon and everything to soak up the scenery, but with this. You know, you've got both. You've got the scenery, but you can yeah. run at a fast pace if you want and do yes. sort of tempo running, nice. get a pace for your long run going.
0: Nice. And, so, and it's a lovely morning. Yeah. It's really sunny. And uh, you're coming off the back of a track session last night.
2: Yeah, it didn't go very, to very well. But
0: talk, to me about, talk to me about it. So um, you were saying before we recorded that you'd... Haven't been able to use the track
2: yeah, I for think, a good uh, year or so. It's been quite a busy week, and um, didn't go that well anyway. But I'm keeping trying because I think the sessions are never going to go as well as I'd hoped to ever again, maybe because I'm still <laughs> looking back at ones I did when I was more in the prime of my career and yes. hoping I can hit those targets. But um, but yeah, I mean it's been you know, like for so many people, situations, you know, changed in that. Before the first lockdown, like the last March, I was a week away from my first race. Been to yes. the track all winter. Of course, and, of um, course, yeah. So gearing up to see if I could run some times that I'd be happy with. And, um, and then with the lockdown, I found myself not able to have access to a track for a, over so, a year.
0: And is and, that your local track then? Is that um, Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, Exeter. in it,
2: because it was the same for so many people, but, of course, people more in the prime of their career were still, yeah. Um, like, at high-performance centres or overseas at training camps, which, fair enough, if I was young, yeah. you know, before I had kids, so I'd be doing the same, you know, good on them. But I think I lost quite a lot of form, and then, you know, getting on the track middle of April... I found myself with a lot of work to do. But, yeah. you know, and of course, like so many people juggling the delights of homeschooling, the teachers definitely do a great job and, you know, fitting all that in. And, you know, it was a positive time as well. It made me realise how much I love running. Yes. And, um, yeah, there's
0: a kind of... Uh, yeah. A, a, a sort of... You go first. It was a real simple appreciation of running wasn't it during lockdown it was like yeah it felt i mean obviously everyone had different experiences of it but i really felt the need to do it and i would have really missed it if i wouldn't have been allowed to do it i know and it was really nice to see loads of new people come to running as well
2: i know and um funnily enough like the running world got a boost Yeah, Yeah, you sort of did
0: actually. Yeah, found
2: running, and um, you'd see people out running. You go, I go running around the village, and I see lots of people running. I hadn't seen running before, and and that was a really good thing. It's amazing, yeah. And also, you know, during that time, I got involved with campaigns that were encouraging people to be active in whatever way was possible right under the circumstances just yeah. because it was so positive for mental health and of course yeah of course you know, a lot of that came into play but
0: so we are sort we're at sort of uh, similar stages in terms of letting go a little bit of our fast selves albeit from vastly different levels <laughs> and uh, let's talk a little bit we'll talk about your your, your peak and then we'll talk about where you're at now silver medal European Championships two silvers Commonwealth World Championship Bronze eventually
2: am I right yeah (laughs) I know it's a long story isn't it um, unfortunately drugs in sport which which we will get to awarded later um,
0: would you say that you were on a trajectory to do that well from youth, because I've been looking at your career, you, you, you did quickly shine, didn't you? You quick, you obviously were you aware that how how much ability you had when you were young?
2: Um, how did no, that feel? because really, um, at primary school when I was young, you didn't do like cross country and long stuff. Right. We only did like seventy meters on sports day. Yeah. And I wasn't really any good at that. Yes. But I enjoyed just being active. I'd be road skating for hours playing football for hours right. all that sort of thing it wasn't until I went to secondary school where um my PE teacher asked us to run like two laps of the sloping grass track and I remember that w-
0: I remember the two laps around there. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: like, never run round a track before and she was pleased with how I did and recommended I join an athletics club so I joined extra harriers nice and um I kind of went from there I I um, eventually joined a group that specialised in distance running. And then I did win the English schools as a under-15 athlete. But
0: What was that, cross-country or was that on the track? On the track, 1,500, right. yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, cross-country I was <laughs> always not that good at because I think I'm not very agile or whatever, you know, like I try yeah, hard. There is a, there's a
0: certain... Uh... Agility to cross country, isn't it? So, sort of rolling with the punches in a way, the different rhythms. Yeah, and I'm a bad hill
2: runner as well. Right, right. But I try, but you know, um, one of my teammates once I was running in a cross country race with her, and as she flew past me up the hill, she looked back and laughed, and (laughs) I like that because the banter of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just funny. No,
0: cross country is is great. us. that was at 1500 metres.
2: Yeah, so the time I ran, I was um, comparing that to athletes i was watching on tv and thinking how on earth do they run that quick so even though people were saying oh you know i did well i thought wow how can they run that quick because i knew i was flat to the boards and so this
0: would be so when i was 14 and that would be sort the, of early 90s oh, sort 1988
2: of time. you see I'm 1988 very old. right yeah and then um
0: so yeah, who were so the athletes th- you're looking at then during that time i was trying well, to think I of I mean, the female athletes <laughs> Over that- 1500
2: obviously um you know, Christina boxer Kirsty Wade. Of course, yeah. And the females, obviously, Steve Cram. Yes, um, obviously of course. I'm not going to run crammy. as quick as them, but as far as and. Think Christina Coe,
0: and up coaching you at one point. Yeah, she
2: did, and she helped me get to my first Olympics. So always be. I, I remember to her. her as. A, yeah.
0: I remember her and Kirsty Wade as great eight hundred, yeah. fifteen hundred meter runners when I was. Because I'm, I'm actually. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm actually a little bit older than you, so you don't have to. Not a lot, about that. I'm though, 50, are you? I'm 51.
2: Yeah, I'm nearly 48, <laughs> yeah. so similar, um, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so it's sort of similar childhood influence. With me, it was all co cram, and then into a cider eater. Yeah. David Moorcroft over 5,000, you know, and, ma- and great marathon runners as well, Eamon Martin, and oh, Mick yeah. Grattan and M- Mike McLeod on the north East road racing scene. And yeah. It was quite a purple patch, wasn't it, really?
2: I know. For distance running. And also, um, you know, over even longer than 1,500, obviously watching Liz McColgan with the World Championships at 10,000, but I wasn't thinking of running 10,000 at that stage. Yeah,
0: and uh, didn't her daughter nick the 5,000? Was it last night? Yeah,
2: I know. Absolutely amazing. Incredible. yeah. 18
0: seconds off her best.
2: Yeah, it was absolutely awesome.
0: Does that... Is it wrong to bring up the shoes?
2: Um, the shoes are... What do you are, think about it? I mean, I'm not going to say that about certain people's performances because, you know... Cheers, mate. I, right, okay, I don't know what shoes people are wearing, I think. And, you know, obviously, Eilish has shown so much promise improving year after of year. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm not saying that about her performance. But if we're talking about the shoes in general, I think... Um, there's come to a point of acceptance that that's the way the sport's gone. I yes. think that, um, you know, the sport's moved on. You almost need to have, this is what time people ran before the shoes. Yeah, I, th- I think
0: so, yeah. They, but um,
2: That's what uh, um,
0: Tim Hutchins is asking for a bit on Twitter, because he's yeah. kind of, there's no point saying the shoes don't make a difference, because they obviously do. <laughs> they course, obviously make yeah. a radical difference. They make a massive difference, yeah. and I still
2: think... We're still, in my opinion, in a point where it's not totally a level playing field, and it was even worse, because there was a time where, at one point, there was only one company who made, you know, particularly on the road scene side, yeah, yeah, yeah. make it, and so therefore... And
0: if you weren't signed with them, then? No. And then
2: now, other companies try and catch up, and it has a little bit, still, in my opinion, a bit of a competition who shoes... It's a bit of an arms race, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then... I think even when other companies are producing certain shoes, some are better than others, and yes, it's yeah, not yeah, as yeah. simple anymore. Whereas you think, thinking about watching Zola Bud running in bare feet, yes, you yeah, know, yeah. whereas yeah. Um, now, yeah, it's, I, I still think there's feel definitely, like it's not a level playing field. I think there's definitely then, a
0: case for like, I don't know which shoe was first, the, you know, the, the Vaporfly, whatever it's called, sort of pre and post, you know. Um, and it's... Even on for club athletes, it's changed the parameters oh, yeah. of it, hasn't it? You've got the people who can oh, afford yeah. who can afford the Zoom flies or whatever.
2: I've heard people you know, chatting to me down at the track saying, "Oh, I've just taken you know half a minute off my PB, and it's yeah. only because of the shoes I'm now wearing."
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, a and huge so- difference. Exciting to to suddenly wear those, but undeniably it skewed the pitch a little bit.
2: It just, um, at one point for me, it just felt like another thing because without being negative, you're trying to battle against, unfortunately, there's still people who cheat and take drugs. Of course, And then you ended up in the early days having people that have also got the shoes and not. Yes. You know, and it was just another thing. But hopefully, you know, other companies are catching up. But I I think...
0: Because you you had that with running sometimes against people who... Like, we'll talk about, about the World Championships. Was that 2007?
2: Um, yes. Yeah, I, and,
0: and you came in fourth.
2: Yeah.
0: And that was later... You were later given a bronze. Quite a long time after that. Yeah. Because of a uh, positive
2: I know, drug yeah. test. And I was just going to say, um, obviously no shoes were there then. Yeah. And, um, you know... Um, Obviously now, other brands are really good as well. You know, like yeah. and stuff. But yeah, the shoes weren't an issue back then. But unfortunately, um, how did it feel? I was fourth on that day. Yeah, which was the worst position because I think if I'd been on the podium, yeah, whatever, I would have been on the podium, feeling like I got a world medal for my country. But coming fourth, and also I was only just fourth. You know, if yes. I'd been trailing in fourth, and it was like. The whole race, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was like, I think it was literally just couldn't hold on on that home straight to keep in a bronze medal position. And um, how did it feel, sort of lining
0: up for those races?
2: Yeah, I mean, suspecting that other people, yeah, I mean, I had my suspicions about people in the race, particularly the athlete who got caught, yeah, and um, but. When people say to me, oh, were you surprised, oh, she was cheating, I said no, I was obviously more shocked that she actually got caught and that I (laughs) got given a medal ten years later because every championship race you're in, obviously, you know, there's a chance that there's people in there that are doping, unfortunately, Yeah. and so you just have to focus on your own performance, focus on the training, building up to it, focus on getting your best performance, and course, you know, it's not a nice thing to talk about. If I go into a school or something and talk about athletics, I always talk about the amazing experiences I've had and working towards goals and everything because there's, you know, it's definitely important to talk about and raise awareness. Yes, But you also want to Promote how great it is to be involved in as well, and it's annoying. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, it was. You a want a clean sport to the extent that you can get yeah. it, and it's.
2: And, um, yeah, I was, there's been photos of me lying on my back, um, <laughs> um, in after finishing fourth. Yeah. I think it was like even a question sport who is that person just looking like a dead corpse on the track, <laughs> totally devastated. Um, but at most, least you knew you were
0: clean. Yeah. And I think thing. that was
2: that was kind of why I was devastated. I think. I mean, I yeah. wasn't like I've never like ever in my life cried because of the result of a race. Because at the end of the day, I'm very lucky. I've had a fortunate life, you know. And it sounds cliche, but people have illnesses, and you of know course. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was upset and annoyed. Um, but the frustration when I went into warm down area yeah. was um, yes. because I felt like. Um, in fact, I had finished in a medal position, but I don't get to yeah. get that. But, you know, it happened to me before, like, in 2002. Yeah. I was fourth in that world... Um, not world, well, sorry. Fourth in that European Championship. Yeah. And um, uh, later today, all three of them have got banned my since. My goodness, my goodness. And, um, and it's happened, like, I can list loads of races and championships been course. in there, people have been banned, but it just so happened that... You're,
0: you're, you're the sort of... Almost the outlier in that sort of looking to look podium culture, aren't you? Really, I that think you're not taking assistance. That must be quite
2: yeah, hard to do with Yeah, I mean, the do thing is, I don't want it to be a martyr story about me, because obviously yeah, it's yeah, of happened to it other athletes as of well. Course it you has, know? Of course, of course, yeah, and you've seen that. But um, but yeah, I mean, the only nice thing was I did get awarded the bronze medal at the London championships in 2017 Yeah. so yeah. my kids
0: they saw you, uh, were there and the, they, they saw were like, you born
2: you. when I did the race yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was a bit crazy but, but yeah but definitely bittersweet because you miss um, not only what that would have brought you but you just I, the amount of times I felt like I was trying to go back to the drawing board after yes just missing out and that that feeling of right I don't want to fail again was actually you haven't failed yeah it, you know. bra- it
0: breaks a kind of one of the things that's so attractive in running is that the relationship between effort and reward yeah you put in all the effort and this I know you're not playing the out, and that's of course completely understandable but you have been victim of an injustice and yeah. That must be quite hard. Yeah. Just to, to, to gear up again and let's go again for another injustice, you know?
2: It's like... Yeah, and also it affects you as in, you know, because you're trying to maintain yourself in the sport. Yeah. It affects the fact you don't get the sponsorship. Of course, financial and, um, repercussions. You know, it's not like you want to make loads of money, but you're trying to keep yourself sustainable. You can still go yeah. training, you can still do it as a full-time athlete at that stage and, and stuff.
0: So were you always... Uh, talk me through the becoming a full-time athlete. Were you always a full-time athlete then? What, no. What?
2: Um, Thank you. you. Well, because I talked about when I was a teenager, so had those results there, but Thank you. didn't um, actually necessarily think I'd be a senior athlete, but yeah. um got a lot of injuries then, right. but also during the next sort of seven years where I got on and off of injuries, but also went away and trained to be a physiotherapist Yeah. I worked as a physiotherapist at NHS hospital in Bath, which I absolutely loved, had great work colleagues. Yeah. Found the work really rewarding. Yeah. And I think that was just a burning sort of inkling in the back of my mind that could I make it as a senior athlete?
0: So you were, r- were you running to and from work and doing all that kind of stuff? I was, I was stuff running out.
2: with um, the local um athletics group. Right. And um yeah so
0: quite a lively scene in this part of the world in terms of running isn't there? Yeah. A lot of running going on yeah.
2: Yeah so I was kept going, I still raced it raced in a lot of things and stuff yeah. but I wasn't really running at a stand because I kept stop starting at right. the time. But then my husband and I he was working as a quantity surveyor. Yeah I was working as a physio we decided to take a career break and go backpacking around the world. Right. And this was really unconventional way of trying to make a world <laughs> try championship. to be an athlete, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think also I'd been too embarrassed to say to my work colleagues, I'm taking a career break to try and make the world championships. Yes. I just felt so embarrassed and stupid and you arrogant like or whatever. You uh, so you're
0: a very humble person.
2: I know, you? just saying it would have been embarrassing, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a career break to become a world championships competitor. But a lo- I find so, uh, I didn't do that and...
0: a lot of runners at quite high levels could quite combine humility with obviously a lot of determination because you're very gently spoken and you really... Don't worry, I'm not going to get too psych on you. <laughs> and, and you've got a really gentle demeanour, but you're obviously... You don't get to where you get to be without being really tough, do you? I mean, let's face it, you're putting up with pain for so long. You're training into pain, you're getting used to that.
2: Yeah, I suppose you You, just get used to it, you enjoy the challenge. Right. You know, I suppose, setting goals. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I was inspired by going backpacking, um, um, training in such beautiful locations, sightseeing while running. Nice. And um, when I got back... I was fitter than I'd been before. did a lot of hiking as well, carrying a backpack. we pick up logs to do strength and conditioning. Sounds great. so It's like
0: the montage in a Rocky film, isn't it? Out, <laughs> yeah, it <was laughs> everyone funny. thought you're just chilling, traveling, but you're just working out.
2: But, you know, That's we so had it. a great time as well. Like We yeah. always went out and partied all the time. I mean, because the thing is, that was the beauty of it. I didn't really see myself as a... Um, International athlete, in a way, do you know what I mean? It was sort of, I was trying to be that, but we just had a great time, didn't skimp on doing all the sightseeing we wanted to do. We'd like crawl out the tent,
0: nice, bleary eyed, and
2: start running, which was always a struggle for me early in the morning. But yeah, we we made sure we.
0: So you went all around the world then, did you? Um, you Well,
2: we did a lap, but we did keep to places where we knew we could run so, right. so we kept going Hong Kong Bali Australia New Zealand Fiji and Hawaii but like right. when we were in New Zealand and nice. Australia we'd obviously do a whole lap of the country type yes. thing you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. one place and out but yeah it was awesome and um, came back a bit rusty on the track to begin with because hadn't used to track while I was away and then um, fortunately made the world championships in Athens in 1997 so
0: and was that your first major championship
2: yeah and I think interestingly I then made a mistake that a lot of runners can make I thought right okay I've got now I want to Add everything in that I wasn't doing. I want right. to do plyometrics. I want to sprint fast. I want to jump up and down off stuff.
0: Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drills, gym, yeah,
2: lifting stuff, and
0: sort of Seb Co routes, kind of. He did well all you, the plyometrics, and yeah, and you just think, right, well, I want to go
2: to the next level now. Yeah. and so I ended up getting injured and having an operation on my knee, and that cost me two and a half years out. I didn't race Ooh. so. I was worried my career could be over before it just, you know, just started. So, yeah. um, but I battled back and made my first Olympics in Sydney in the year 2000. So,
0: so, so initially, you got all that strength from running loads abroad, lifting, lifting bits and bobs, doing loads of walking, and then it takes a while for that. To transferring the speed, doesn't it? So you kind of come down. Yeah. You do all the track. Well, it takes a while to get your legs.
2: Yeah, it does. But, but
0: that, the strength you had from that must be massive, and you sort of yeah, I
2: think so. Feel yeah. it
0: flow through into your first championship.
2: Yeah.
0: Very exciting. How do you handle the nerves of a big championship? I mean, you obviously handle it well because you perform very well. Did you have any rituals um, before a race or anything? I think. You go um.
2: Through? It was funny. I was talking about this um, with someone the other day that I think um. You know, you put all those weeks and months of training Yeah. and um, you're having all the ups and downs, working through niggles, trying to make decisions on databases about your training, having right. your schedule. And, and then on that start line, I stand there and I feel like have a moment of calm because all you need to do now is race. I know it sounds like, oh, the race is obviously a big deal, but you can't prepare anymore.
0: Yes. And yeah. so yeah, yeah. you yeah. can have
2: that calm over you that you can no longer... There's nothing else to be done. get ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so I take that moment to compose, but then I try and focus on, like, I've got a job to do. Yeah. I need to do this well. But also try and think of it as seizing the opportunity. Right. This is now an opportunity that I want to relish. Yeah. Um, rather than it being the other way around and you're dreading it or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, you're, yeah. No, you're right. So Excitement then, as opposed to dread. Yeah, sort of. trying think, right. And also... According to what race you're doing, whether you're trying to get a qualifying time or you're trying to run tactically, you're focused on what you want to do. or Particularly awareness of lap times, yeah. So that you're sort of really in the zone and you're thinking all the time. You're trying to concentrate on keeping relaxed and not wasting energy in those early laps. Yeah. And um,
0: don't run too. So- don't run out in lane four for, for the first few laps or whatever. Do yeah, you it's funny though thing. because.
2: Definitely, most of the races I've run, I've thought, right, i got to be on the curb yeah. to not waste energy, but when I surprisingly won gold at the European Championships when I was over 40, yeah. that yeah. was when I didn't <laughs> use that particularly, because I was on the curb, yeah. and the first time probably, it was a situation where actually that was wasting more energy, because it was such a crowd of people, everyone was getting yeah, spiked. You've got to
0: battle your way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
2: Well, the problem is, not only that, it was such a crowd that you couldn't let your leg Come fling naturally. out in front of you. Right. You know, you had to cut your stride short. Yeah. And that was actually tiring, wasting energy. And because the early pace was slow, I actually ended up feeling better being slightly wide of that. But yes. that's gauged by pace because, of course... If the pace is really fast, you've got to. You're be in single in. line anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you've got yeah. To be. So yeah. do you focus? On, that's
0: interesting, actually, because it, it's more tiring to run at someone else's slightly slow pace than your own slightly faster, isn't it? If you feel like you're constantly, you can't stride right. That
2: yeah, the mental
0: energy to do that is exhausting, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it can be. And yeah.
0: do you concentrate on beating individual people, or is it more abstract than that? Like, I just want to be top three, or is it is it a pace thing, or?
2: just depends, on not it? I, mean, I think for all runners sometimes you go into an event thinking right, this is a great chance for a PB yeah. um, conditions are good or sometimes runners need to get a specific time to qualify themselves for something else yeah. so then you've sort of got that agenda um, like I, one time when I found like it was really funny that I was in a race where it shouldn't be the agenda but it was, I was selected to run In 2016, I selected to run in the European Championships, which that year were just before the Olympics. Right. And I didn't have a qualifying time for the Olympics. Yeah. Because European and so it was my last ditch attempt to try and get the time. Right. So and it was a hard time for me to get at that stage of my career, you know, being that age. And so I literally had to just focus on that. Because um, they took off with about 13 laps to go. Yeah. And if I'd done that, I just know I wouldn't have got my time. And I desperately wanted to go to that Olympics. Yes, yeah, of course. So, I mean, I ran myself flat to the boards by the end of the race. And sure enough, if I'd gone with that...
0: You'd have broken up
2: Oh, yeah. And so... um, But, yeah, generally, once you go into a championship, you're just thinking about... The tactics, yeah. the other runners thinking about your own strengths and weaknesses because, you know, you might find you feel you haven't got a blistering kick over the last 200. Yeah. So you're going to be thinking about doing something about that if you're
0: you So would you, would you be, be trying to check him out with two laps to go or push the pace? Yeah, I mean, it
2: depends. I mean, of course. The way distance running has gone, there's, you know, and as I got older, particularly as well, I'd been. I mean, because obviously, when I ran in Rio, yeah, the winning time was so fast, yeah, that it'd be ridiculous for me to be talking about it as though I'd be thinking of how I'm going to win that. You know yes, what I mean? of course, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But in races where I was more in my prime and there is chance of medals, yeah, of course you're thinking about how you're going to medal and. Um, what other runners have as far as their strengths and weaknesses? Yes, yeah yeah, and stuff. yeah, 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 definitely. So you
0: kind of crested that period when African distance runners became a big, big players, didn't you? I mean, there were sort of. There's a time. When did they sort of start to to really come through? Sort of early two thousands.
2: Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, you're probably right saying that's when it really took off. I mean, there was...
0: Because China kind of, had a purple patch, Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. obviously,
2: even when um, I started in 1997, the Kenyans were doing really well. Um, right. Kim McDonald had a good squad of Kenyans that he was bringing over to Teddington. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it kind of went from there. But, yeah, it, I mean... When you look back at the races of the early 90s, like you say, there isn't the East African dominance going on. Yes, yeah. Um, Yeah, especially when I'm looking back at photos of distance races around sort of early 90s, there isn't the. It has changed, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and of course, um, agents have gone over and got involved with (laughs) getting. Of course, getting. getting
0: So much talent go over. Was that quite intimidating as well, suddenly dealing with this sort of seemingly inexhaustible stream of yeah, I mean, natural that's athletes, I was, you know?
2: Once I started my career, there was always good East African athletes yeah. running once I was running the senior team. But, but yeah, you know, um, they have become probably even more dominant yes, yeah, now yeah, yeah. than they were a few years back. Yeah. I
0: and mean, you famously... So I should have mentioned at the start, but you famously won that gold medal at the 10,000. Was that within a year of having a daughter,
2: was it? Yeah, it was um, 10 or 11 months after we had our second child. So, yeah, it was all really unexpected. I think um, what I was really at the start of thinking, can I get in the team just one more time? I wasn't at all thinking of medals. And I suppose I tried to make a come back to see if I could get a team place, because in London 2012, yeah, I was, I was already about 38-ish, but that was when, after all those years of running, I actually got my 10,000 metre PB. Incredible. And so, it probably made me think, well, it's not long ago that I got my PB, if you see what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that was probably what made me think, initially, maybe I could have a chance of qualifying for the team for either Commonwealth or... Europeans, I remember the Commonwealths were that year as well earlier. Yeah. And there's more places because a lot of our good distance runners are Scottish, for example. So right, of <laughs> so course. Some of them yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Run for um, Wales. But I mean, so, you know, even people like Irish obviously yeah. run for Scotland. So it leaves more places open, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I was even thinking, oh, even if I could try and get a place in the Commonwealth Games um, and stuff like that. But no way did I think of medals. And so um, how can
0: you. How did that happen, And getting faster?
2: I just thought, thought...
0: What happened there? Did you, was it a seam of training? Yeah. Was it experience? I was mean, it?
2: you know, I was really making sure I wanted to enjoy that newborn time, you know. and yeah. Obviously, I was feeding the baby, and, and um, I just... And I had a, a caesarean as well, so that made it even trickier to start back running to begin with. Right. But I just started, you know, these early runs... Obviously, I was feeding the baby and Emily wouldn't take a bottle for at least the first five months, so she always had to be with me. Yeah. And so Gav would be pushing her in pram. <laughs> Jacob, who was four, would be going back and forth on his little bike. The and, family
0: um, pavy on manoeuvres. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I...
2: and, and so I just kept working away. I mean, when I went down the track, we'd all go as a family. But the times that I was doing were terrible, but it didn't stress me because I thought i can only do what i can do and and having a kid sort of
0: having a kid sort of gives you a nice sort of bit more of a rounded perspective maybe i don't know just
2: the balance that it gave me yeah i think was a big part of um you know why as a result it was probably my best result you know winning a european gold i hadn't Done that before, and so yeah. that happy balance in my life and not stressing about training and just getting on with it, and yeah, definitely a big thing. And I learned to be very flexible in my training, yeah. prioritize the important aspects of training, tried to get that done. One of the biggest battles was doing the trial because it was really early in the year on the 10th of May, um, which is quite early for a trials race.
0: Should we, so we turn around quite yeah. soon just because I'm a bit. How long have we been running for now?
2: Three point eight.
0: Right, okay. But yeah. how long in time?
2: Thirty-three.
0: Okay, cool. That's all right
2: for yeah. me. And um yeah, so that was kind of the battle was getting a team place in the first place really. Because yeah. that's the thing, if you're not in the trial, you're not gonna be at a championship anyway. Yeah. So fortunately I won the trial. So I got my team place, and then I did the 5K in the Commonwealth Games, and got a bronze medal in that, which again was a big surprise, running against the Kenyans. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then ten days later was the European Championships, and um, yeah, I was shocked to win that after years of trying, thinking I was doing everything right, going on training camps sort of all over the world. Because you, used, resting, to, you used to go to South
0: Africa, didn't you, used to do? Yeah,
2: and I hadn't, even at that stage, I hadn't been on any training camps for about six or seven years. Right. Because I stopped um, going away just before I got pregnant with our first child. Jacob but I thought you know I've I've done that I've experienced that it was great and now I draw a line under that I'm on the next stage of my life yeah what did that stability for the kids of course kids.
0: of course yeah so
2: um so what you're saying to athletes at is
0: have kids earlier is that what
2: you saying <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just nice that when I talked to other runners when I was in the prime of my career and I was going all over the world and stuff that you know they're looking at you thinking well it's right for you they're thinking if they could just do that yes yeah, they'd yeah, yeah. be running better than they are and it's lovely to chat to people and we're all comparing our busy lives juggling things we're all in the same position and it 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 taught me that actually even if there's obstacles you can try and find a way around it you know yes. and um you don't need to go away you just need to train consistently work out what your priorities are with your training so you can fit in all the family life, and you can have quality family time being active as a family as well.
0: Maybe by being less all-consuming mentally in that perspective, you can maybe focus a bit better, or I don't know, there's there's, a tension to... I'd imagine there's a tension to making your entire life about how fast you're going to run, which obviously professional athletes have to do but there's something that you gain and lose from that, isn't there, I suppose?
2: Yeah, I think. And that you
0: realise when you have kids, I don't know, just a bit more
2: Yeah, grounded and strong, yeah, you know. Definitely.
0: What an incredible moment to win a, a gold medal like that.
2: I think the what funny, funny thing was I was... Always referred to then as Joe Pavy 40. <laughs> that whole yeah, I mean, I'm holding it that now. But it was like everything was <laughs> Joe Pavy 40. Yeah. But that was like yeah. my new double barren surname.
0: Yeah. But I
2: enjoyed the banter. I had a lot of banter for my teammates. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of banter when I went to the Rio. Olympics in that respect, though, because I, I was 42 then, and I had two ta- teammates in my event, the 10,000 that I was doing. Right. And they were both 20 years younger than me. Wow. Come wow. on in. Wow. And, um, you know, yeah. really, I should have been <laughs> a team manager, not. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Not, and that, that was fun. I had a lot of laughs about that. I ran a 5k recently, which I did terribly in, yeah. but. I was running against people who was thirty years older than. Wow. So Yeah,
0: yeah, that's incredible. Which I mean <laughs>
2: you're gonna do it offence, fence, but on a track. Yeah. It's a little bit more like maybe I'm so what a are bit you old. sort of
0: I suppose that brings us on to how we started. You sort of you're back on the track again. It's something yeah. I I found the last couple of years just that sort of inevitable feeling of losing speed that sort of, it's that sort of moment yeah. of it's like you're pressing your nose against this window looking to the past and you've got to kind of walk away from the window yeah. do you know, do you know? but it's harder for you because you you achieve stuff what's it like that that sort of transition so I imagine you'll always want to be a serious-ish club runner or you want to compete. Uh, yeah, you you like running fast. It's just, how do you modulate that? You know, how do
2: you... No, I think, you know, with running, like, we all just love it, don't we? Yeah. So you just keep doing it. I mean, I love all aspects of running. I love going and running in beautiful locations. I love the running community. Yeah. All the social side of that and the yeah. interaction. And, um... I still love setting myself goals and I still love going down the track and trying to hit the targets, even if I'm not. Yeah. I love trying and I love racing and I like... So what, so,
0: what was your session last night? I know you don't really want to talk about it, but we'll find it interesting. What, um, what were you only, aiming for and what did you do? You do? do? I, I
2: only did six times a K and I only had right. a minute recovery because, weirdly, I was in a rush. Right. Because um, I was doing an event for my sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like as soon as I got back but the track was closed the right. whole day up until I went because there was a school sports day that it was booked right, out okay, for yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I had like f- uh, so it was fairly unprofessional because I only had a, like a 45 minute window right. where I could do this track session Yeah, um, and then I just thought, so I'll do something rather than nothing. Yeah, quick
0: warm-up and then not get into it. Sort of yeah,
2: because it was the only day I could fit it in. So so that didn't help. But it was really windy as well. Yeah. When I get to the track, because of where it is, it's on like an elevate position. My routine is to moan how windy it is when yeah. I arrive. <laughs> every of, time. I never course, not of do course. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I got there moaned to the grounds with how windy it was (laughs) because there was no other runners there at the time for me to moan at (laughs) (laughs) no it's only we don't just moan I like asking if we have a good weekend and things you know (laughs) chat about (laughs) but um, yeah it helps me psychologically to moan how windy it is before I start because then maybe that sort of cancels out Helps the fact up, that yeah. I'm just old <laughs> and it is just all about how windy it is. And if it yeah. wasn't windy, I would be <laughs> faced with the truth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and what, what were you doing your kilometres in then? Oh. With your minute recovery. Oh, I
2: shouldn't say. I only had a minute recovery. Yeah. I was in flats. I was. Only doing about a better 314 which wasn't good enough.
0: 314? Yeah, but it's not
2: it's yeah. not good enough because obviously when I was young I'd want to be doing those all under three minutes, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but when you it's, were
0: young when you were young you were young.
2: But um <laughs> so this year I think being away from trap for a whole year is just the times are really not good enough, but I enjoy trying.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, um, and you're waking your body up again in a different yeah, way. Yeah, and hopefully
2: you? I'll get a bit better. But, you know, I'm just being honest. I'm not going to pre- say what you asked me to. I'm not going to pretend no, that no, I yeah, did yeah. something great.
0: Well, to everyone listening, that's massively impressive. But it's, uh, everyone's at their own level. And with a minute recovery, I imagine that's quite, that's quite, a, tough, that's quite a tough workout, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think... With, um, slow,
0: with, with short recoveries like that.
2: Yeah, I spoke like I don't normally have a minute recovery on case, but I I literally wanted to eat more, but I had to go home because I have time. Sounds right. really unprofessional, but it was like um, it was just one of those days where I had something I had to be back for. Yeah. And normally, you see, these days, I'll go to the trap during the day when the kids are at school. Right. So that it doesn't encroach on family life because I'm not that that stage where. I would spend the whole evening regularly away doing track. Do you know what I mean? Yes, because, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm sort of juggling things and running. Well, doing, getting involved with that stuff, but with the track, I may as well go in the day if I can. And so I hadn't been in the evening, even though it's early evening. Yeah, it's the first time I've done that for well, well over a year. You know, yeah, a year and a half. So it was just the circumstances. So I normally would
0: well, you normally do it? So what's your favourite? Trading time of the day, if you want to do
2: well, that's what I said. When I was really like, okay, right, I'm trying to go to the Olympics and stuff, I would always go in the morning to get the most of them done. Yeah, since I had children because it fits in better, but I can run so much better in the evening normally. Yeah, so I would actually switch to doing them in the evening just for a few weeks just because I needed to get where I needed to get, you know, because even when I was younger, I was just. Only certain sessions I could attempt in the morning. Right. One of them being 400s, because you only have to get around the track once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was yeah, yeah. easier in the morning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you've got a sort of... Get your body used to the time that the event's at and all that kind of
2: Yeah, it's blabber. funny, I never, I mean, looking back I should have maybe done that more, but I always used to just maximise how much sleep I could get. In, yeah. For example, when I did the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne, you know, and you've got those massive time differences, there'd be everybody, you know, trying to stay up all night or whatever, um, trying to get the body clock right. I was just so exhausted, I just slept when I wanted. I think that's the until, thing to do. You know, I think, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, because thinking about it scientifically, you've got your body club. But I always used to find that you know, you haven't got that long until your event. Yeah. You spend the whole time just being exhausted. That that's can actually be worse, I I think.
0: sort of agree. You can't really... People come up with lots of formulas to beat jet lag, but... That don't seem to work, in my experience. You just kind of, just accept that sometimes you're going to have to sleep in the afternoon for a few hours. And yeah, like I remember know. I was doing
2: a track session in Melbourne, in the lead up. And I'd been like to sleep the whole day before it. Right. And, um, right. and I was like, oh, oh. and you know, I woke up and I thought, well, okay, that's horrendous because really bad body clock situation but then I could at least do the session yeah. if I had to force myself because I'd got a bus booked with a team you know to save the track and stuff yeah if I just stayed up the whole day to get my body clock right I probably would have failed to achieve what I wanted in the session you know? yes
0: yeah 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 so
2: sort of but yeah scientifically obviously you want your body clock right but yeah I didn't because when I did the Athens Olympics um my first round was five to midnight. Wow! And um, so we ran wow. ran on two days. Yeah. Started one day, yes, yeah, five yeah, k. But um, I loved that. Cheers. <laughs> I, I like running late. Right. So I didn't mind that. Whereas I remember being in the village and. Watching athletes from different countries, like coming back from dinner, and they'd be heading out to get used to running at midnight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we would like, oh, don't do that.
0: And would you take <laughs> your coach, which uh, by now is uh, your husband, Gavin? Yeah. He'd come with you to all these events, so I presume.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's all gone through phases, as yeah. in when we we're younger, we we're very much. Um, go into camps together, and he'd always pacemate me, you see. Right. Which was a massive help. Yeah. And then when we had kids, he was no longer really able to pacemate. But when Jacob w- was little, we um, did actually sometimes, um, like, have someone there so we could just do it together. But that was very few and far between, because... Um, like, for example, in 2014, um, we're in Devon, based in Devon, but the Exeter track, our local track, yeah. was closed from, May, from March to September, so the whole summer. So that was just timing, and they were really helpful at um, Yeovil particularly. Yeah. But it's an hour away from our house, so we always used to go. There as a family, and, of course, Gav was there, and obviously I was... Um, breastfeeding Emily, anyway, so we all had to go. Yeah. But so we're all there, but he couldn't pacemate me, you know, but he was there coaching He'd give me. You some coaching some Yeah. Session and, and stuff. So, so yeah, I was, um, went through phases and then funny, we go over under a bridge, it's suddenly yeah. <laughs> loud. People <laughs> yeah. know, wonder echo. what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> some bridges along the river. But um, yeah, so also, You know, with the kids, it went from Emily being a pram and Jacob on a bike to Emily being on the back of a bike and Jacob, sorry, on on a bike. And then (laughs) Emily on a bike, but too slow. Right. And us going back and forth. And then eventually, both of them on a bike quick enough and then. Jacob, now on a bike, being bored at how slow we are running.
0: Yes, you know, of sort course. Of gone yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Different <laughs> phases. Yeah. yeah, different phases of how it works, like a lot of people find, obviously.
0: And how did you find the transition to the marathon? It's sort of a natural progression, isn't it, when you're that good at 10,000 to...
2: It's funny because I'm glad I've done a couple of marathons. You know, like you must find people say, Have you done a marathon? Yes, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like. As a runner, to,
0: yeah. It's a kind yeah, of. Yeah, well, what?
2: You haven't done a marathon? Yeah. Well, you're not a runner then. And um, it was such an amazing experience as well. I loved it. I mean, I always thought earlier on that like, the tradition is to move up in distances. And um, I found that. You know, that's what I was thinking at the time, but actually I found I was still more suited to what I was more suited at. Yeah. So
0: some runners find that, don't they? I mean I mean Mo Mo Farah obviously fantastic athlete, but marathon never quite suited him, did it?
2: R- yeah, I mean he's really? an example isn't he of yeah. how amazing his track performances were and then of course he ran a good marathon. Yeah, of but, course he did,
0: yeah, of course. But he didn't But relative to yeah. being like the best in the world sort of thing yeah, exactly. he was.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So, what's your favourite distance then?
0: I like a, I like a sunny, a, a, a balmy summer evening, yeah. and a club 5k classic. That's what I like. Yeah. Just 5k on the track. Yeah. When the Just sun's everyone going, going for down, it. The yeah, yeah, yeah. That's stopped. what I like. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's nice.
0: That's what I like. I mean, yeah. I love all races. I love cross country. I love. Uh, I, I, it's hard to say you love marathons because they're so intense, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. But I appreciate what they give me, you know. Yeah. You're never the same as after when you set off. There's something about it changes you in a way that I really like.
2: And running down the mile at the end in the London Marathon. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, like it's sort of surreal, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) amazing. Does it? Yeah.
0: How? In terms of like, do you find you've got to do a bit more stretching as you as you get? a little bit older did you do that anyway yeah. or strengthening work or have you got any tips for I think, people yeah i think one the thing older? i'm
2: realizing is that you know i do do a bit of strength and conditioning but i think that's the thing i need to try and add in a bit more because when i'm going down the track i feel like i'm getting less off each foot strike I'm like, yes i'm getting nothing back yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? and i've definitely yeah. noticed that this year and the whole thing is when you're older you get natural decrease in muscle mass as well as all the long list of other things that are going to go wrong. Yeah. Reduction of VO2 max and all those things but yeah so I think I need to start doing that a bit more but when I talk about when I was still kind of doing relatively well considering I was older I think one of the things that I did do was just use my experience Right. Because as you get older, you still got that experience. Like for any runner, you learn things about what suits you as far as training and what doesn't Yeah. and what works for you. And I could use that. And also, I didn't treat myself as old. I still kept all the important components of training, like the speed work, the try sessions. Because I think sometimes when people get older... They maybe stop doing speed workouts. They think they're old. Yeah. And then they slow down because even if you were young... Slow down even
0: more, yeah. Yeah,
2: if you were young and you stopped doing certain training points, you'd get slower, you know. Yeah. It's not always age-related. But, of course, you have to listen to your body more. Yeah. Have a schedule, but think of it as a flexible plan. You might need longer to recover. I often find that I think my legs are going to feel recovered when I go and do a session. Yeah. And then they're not. You know, that sort of. It's not like I. It's funny because I can feel recovered, like I'm ready to do a track workout. It's not like I can't walk around the house or anything. But then when I start actually starting the stopwatch off and I head off, oh, you know, (laughs) my legs feel bad.
0: <laughs> it's
2: lovely here, isn't
0: it? <laughs> it is beautiful, yeah. But
2: see how it's a nice um, surface? Yeah,
0: it's beautiful, yeah. yeah. It's not too soft that it's no. tiring, but it gives you a bit of cushioning. And
2: also, there's not a lot of slip. You yeah. know, some gravel can slip too much and you can feel it on your Achilles. Yeah. So how much
0: mileage are you doing now and how much would you be doing
2: um, I peak, I'm not then? doing a massively high mileage at the moment because right. I'm... Um, still seeing if I can get my sessions a bit better than they are, because right. um, I want to, in the immediate future, do some races that are relatively short, like 5k, 10k, right. you know what I mean? And so um, after that, I might up the mileage a bit to maybe do half marathons and stuff.
0: Right. So that's your yeah. aim this summer, to get on the track and do some 5s yeah. and 10s?
2: Yeah, probably just 5k and then 10k on the road. Right. Yeah. So
0: no um, fascination with going long.
2: Yeah, I know. That's do what you I've have the to fascination? To you? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've talked about that next year. I'm thinking of really?
0: you thinking trying of it?
2: ultra. I won't be good at it. I just want to do it to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that's what I think about running. There's always more things you can do, different things you can do, different goals to have. Yes. So, yeah, definitely. I've um, been chatting to people about that. And um, I admire all these ultra runners. Amazing,
0: aren't they? Yeah, it's, an, yeah. it's sort of uh, an incredible mindset, isn't it, to keep going like yeah. that, to keep battling away. And
2: what's your longest run done? Then? Just a marathon. I've never yeah, gone beyond a, a marathon.
0: I'm tempted to do an ultra for that thing. You know, for that yeah. sort of. There is something, but you reach a stage when you're doing a slow run after about an hour or so, where it feels great, and you think. I could just do this for ages. Yeah. But of course, you you probably can't. (laughs) But it feels so good, doesn't it? You just think, why not just do one of those?
2: It's not as simple as just saying, oh, you just run so, because that's not um, easy, is it? Yeah. You've got to, um, like...
0: Your nutrition and all sorts of stuff going on.
2: Yeah, but, like, you know, it's time on your legs. Yeah. Like, however slow you go, your legs are going to get tired. Yeah. Um, And also, sometimes I've found you can start getting problems in your hips. Yeah. Because you're... When you go slower because you think you're running so far, you start using your hip flexors to pick your legs up. Right. Rather than powering off and you get sore around the hips. Yeah. I mean... Whatever pace you run, even if you're it's not always out of taking breath. a
0: bit of a toll, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah. I do admire people who.
0: And your feet as well, of
2: course.
0: Yeah. I, I always wonder how much it's taken out of my feet, you know. Yeah. Yeah, stretching and strengthening is something I've started doing the last few weeks cause I've been dealing, dealing with a sort of persistent calf injury. Right. But it's getting better. But I've just had to bite the bullet and all that, all that stuff that you don't really want to do you know yeah <laughs> you just got to do it i think if you want to keep running you know
2: yes yeah, calf stretching is really important i think when you've got calf injury um keeping the bottom of your foot mobile is really important yeah yeah because
0: what you mean like doing little massages with it and yeah
2: stuff? like on the plant fascia under the foot right. it all kind of links on up and i finally get bad calves my whole foot will be tight and so and you know stretching against the wall with your yeah. knees straight and then you need Bent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because there can be quite persistent calf injuries, I think. Yeah, they This can. one's been quite hard work. I, feel, I can feel it leaving me now, which is great. But it's taken a while.
2: You're not tempted really. to wear the funny long socks. That's what I have well, no, to my calf. We should, well,
0: that was a trademark for you, wasn't it? Yeah, races, I mean, races. The is, I, mean... I,
2: I do wear them to race. I don't... Yeah wear them for my training. I do wear them when I run on the track in training, but not right. when I'm... I i do not um, Is that to
0: protect against injury or...?
2: Yeah, I've just found it stopped me injuring my calves as much.
0: I I just but need to do that. It's pure... It does.
2: You'll probably I just need be to amazed them. Yeah. the difference it makes. You can get calf sleeves if you don't wear the sock. Right. And um, you might... If you don't like the look of them, I think they look more acceptable because they look like a <laughs> they look like a support. Is, do you know what I mean? As there is a sort to, of oh, well, look there's at a funny me, I'm little a long sock.
0: there's a funny little stigma about the long sock. They, they do look a bit comic, but if they work, then they work, don't they? You know.
2: Yeah. No, I'm the same. I, you know, I'm <laughs> like I'm probably happy in a race. Yeah. But if I've got a bad, you know, I'm like... If I've got a bad car. If I can get away, i wear tights so people can't see that I'm... Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But when, I, when I warm down, if I have to... Like, when I finish, I'm often cutting it fine. The track's going to shut, so I have to warm down in the car park, you right.
0: see. <laughs> yeah. And so
2: I'm boiling hot, and I could just warm down in my shorts. But I put my tights on so I'm not running around the car park in my silly socks. Can't have
0: which... compression shame. But, um... <laughs> Thank you. Funny.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, no, I do but, but I think it's worth it you know
0: yeah of course it's and, um, yeah.
2: but yeah the, the calf sleeves are good because you could and if you're really self-conscious you just wear one
0: yeah but I think
2: <laughs> I always wear that two like though
0: bizarre, yeah. if yeah. I've got a
2: bad calf I'd still wear two because I like to keep the body equal yeah yeah. but um, if you're one then people aren't going to think oh look at what you're wearing I think oh, I've got a bad leg yeah. that'd yeah. be better
0: yeah but it's funny what you're willing to accept to continue running. Yeah. Because it's so... I don't know if you've had any periods of injury recently, but I'm still... I've been running off and on for, you know, 20, you know 30, 30, 35 years. Yeah. And uh, I'm still amazed by how much I miss it when I can't run. I know, and it I makes really you feel appreciate it. After, it. After, after three or four days... I'm a bit of a pain, you know. Do you find b- as well b- that you look at other
2: people and think, wow, they can do that and I can't yes. at the moment. And you think... Oh, You're deeply it, envious. Yeah, it feels weird. Yeah. Yeah, because I had a calf injury a couple of years ago. that it just wouldn't get better for weeks. and Yeah. I th- and I'd go out and sometimes, like, I'd try and run for 15 minutes and it would just suddenly, like, I can walk on it just suddenly. I think, "God, oh, this keeps going on and on. And, yeah. And, and with any injury... You think it will never get better, but it does in the end.
0: Yeah. It's that sort of... For me, the dangerous point is when you feel it's got better the first time and you, and you want to... Again, it's that chasing thing, isn't it? You want to chase perform a fitness, you know? Yeah. You've just got to take it gradually, haven't you, you know? Yeah. On your way back.
2: And I think you have to be careful with gym and strength-type work as well. Right. Because I think um, you, you can end up doing so much strengthening that then when you run on it you're actually making it quite vulnerable if it's right and strengthening work right so you have to get the balance do
0: you do yoga or pilates or anything like that i should
2: shouldn't i i, I know even, we all should I can't, yeah, start. Touch, <laughs> I can't even touch my toes but, neither can i <laughs> you know i'm not even close yeah it's um, an embarrassment i've always been like that and um yeah That's really terrible easy. i'm not very agile flexible years ago i did a Aerobics class with one of my friends because I thought I'd be sociable, and it was so embarrassing because, for one, I was so uncoordinated and I couldn't do anything, but also it was a really advanced class, so the stretcher just shouted out the name of the moves. Okay. And, and it was like, it was so embarrassing, and it would be the same if I went to yoga or Pilates, but I should. It's, but I've,
0: I've just started doing it the last few weeks, and I was really not a yoga person. At all, but as you'd so, expect, it's real. I found it really useful.
2: Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I
0: found it really useful. Yeah, just doing a yeah. sort of 20-minute, 30-minute yoga session online, yoga session online, just really helped, you know. Oh, so you,
2: you just looked at one. I just online, do it YouTube. It? I just YouTube it online. Yeah.
0: And uh, just beginner's idea. yoga, so you don't have to be embarrassed with anyone else because so I mean,
2: build up. Yeah, then- the first
0: exercise. It's like sitting cross-legged on the yeah. floor with a straight back and I could barely do that. Do you know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. it takes ages.
2: That reminds me actually years ago. Thank you. Before there was online anything. Yeah. And start of my career. I bought a yoga book, right. and then I had it on the floor, <laughs> and I was trying to get in these position and it was really complicated. And you can barely keep the book open when you're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was trying to like put other books on top of it to keep it open on the page, and then you're like reading the instructions. It's easier now, and yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. nowadays, like you say, yeah. It. but yeah, I gave up quite quickly because I shouldn't have done though. It's bad. I, so how, do, how old how old
0: are your kids now then? You've got two um, kids? Yeah,
2: seven and 11. Emily right. seven, Jacob's 11. Nice. How old are your kids then?
0: They are 22... Oh, really? 21 and 18.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. <sighs> See, I had them a bit, yeah, bit earlier.
2: What are they up to then?
0: They are... My eldest son is looking for work. He's just been in Devon for the week. My uh, daughter oh. is at Bristol University... And my young son is—he's uh, he's at the Brit School, studying dance at the Brit School. He's going oh, to be cool. sort of more, more of a performer. Oh, brilliant! And yeah, they've all yeah coped through. Hopefully, coming out through COVID yeah, as we it's emerge. Not
2: nice for them at that age. No, because, you know they probably
0: they waiting go to out start and their life. And yeah, yeah. Meet people. Yeah. Yeah. And did you have to do any? Homeschooling, or Yeah, I the homeschooling was... I had a struggle with that. Um,
2: yeah, it was, it was <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Jacob didn't do enough at all, but we tried. Yeah. <laughs> Emily would do it, but it was slow going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, teachers do a great job. But also, you know, we were... I mean, the schools that my children are at did brilliant job. Not saying that, but they gave us the work every day. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, some people there was lessons online and they just had to make sure their children were on a computer. Right, OK. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, not saying would want that. I mean, the schools and my gym did a fantastic job, but it was like they only did work if we were sat there doing it with them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Jacob yeah. was old enough to do it on his own and he was capable of doing it on his own, but of course he didn't. <laughs> he only did it if I sat Why there. Why would you? Of course
0: you wouldn't. No. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so
2: it was, it was difficult because... Um, you know, with Jacob's age being eleven, some people were at a stage where they had to be on a computer, being visible to their teacher. That's um, really stressful, you know, um, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have that, but yeah, it was tricky and it was it was stressful. I think, like, because you you know, as a parent, you have that permanent guilt that you're not able to get it all done. Yeah. And you feel like, and, and then.
0: I'd have, re- I'd, have I'd have really struggled. And, and at the same time, you try to keep them happy. Yeah. Not add to the stress of the situation.
2: Exactly. You've got yeah. to think about their mental health. Yeah. And then you feel like by nagging them, you're making their mental health worse. That they're yes. missing out and seeing their friends and yeah, yeah, going yeah. to clubs and that. And so you sort of end up... Um, Feeling like, yeah, you're worried they're missing schoolwork and you're worried that you're nagging them because that's not helpful. Yeah. (laughs) So it's difficult, yeah.
0: But at the same time, there's something, maybe I felt it more because I'm at an age where the kids are leaving. There's something quite nice about being forced to be together, sort of. Yeah. There was times when that felt really good. Oh, yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty stressful.
2: Yeah. We didn't see the sea for so long, and that was weird. Yeah. You know, when you weren't allowed to drive anywhere. Yeah. And, and also, for me, in a running sense, I ended up getting injured because, you know, I kept the rules. I only ran from my front door right. or on the treadmill. Yeah. And. Um, you got a treadmill at home, have you? Yeah. And so I got injured in the end, like in, in the glute, and it was really bad. And it was because I was just running from the door and everywhere was so hilly. Yeah. I tried to do an interval session. And I managed to find. I think 27 seconds of flat <laughs> that It still wasn't flat yeah. because I had to go back to the start point. I thought oh, I could do some 200s yeah. or something. And um, couldn't even run in both directions. It was still slightly uphill but there's just literally um, no flat at all. And I didn't want to drive anywhere. Because you're not allowed to. Do you know what yes, I mean? of that course, time of at the course, start, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the start of I got really injured going into that summer after I'd built up all the fitness. Time it was the school holidays, I could only jog 10 minute mile because it was just tugging yes. on my bone and my glute so badly. And that was also purely caused by not being able to train where I'd normally train. Yeah. So. That set me back as well. But you get different priorities, I mean not complaining, go, you know, when you see how no, thank, thank
0: goodness how we amazing were amazing.
2: People working in the NHS and yeah, and but, then awful things that were happening, you didn't feel like you wanted to dwell on oh God, no. a bit of a running niggle. it's but not really it, and it's nice that the scheme of things.
0: We were always allowed to t- to have that hour a day, wasn't it? Yeah. Some countries you couldn't do it, you yeah. know. It was. Uh,
2: I didn't was like come vulnerable. here.
0: Yeah. For months. Really? Because right. it was, you know. It was a drive sort yeah. of Yeah. So you're looking to. So you're pleased that the races are coming back then. Have you had any races?
2: Yeah, I did one 5k. Right. On the track.
0: Well a sort of club ran, race, you?
2: Thank you. Thanks. I ran over a minute and 40. A minute and 42 seconds slower than my PB, which is quite a lot over 5k.
0: But, yeah, but, um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah.
2: You know, and um, you know, great I to just be loved back running again, yeah. racing again. Yeah, I enjoyed it and it was fun. So, I'm going to try again. Yeah. Now I've set myself a bad marker that I can yeah, try to beat.
0: Well, your first, <laughs> your first race like that is bound to be. Yeah a little bit it's just like returning to this world that you've forgotten a little bit haven't you
2: yeah and i'm just enjoying everything about the running world you know getting involved in events and everything it's not all about just competing is it with running it's been part of
0: the community yeah the running
2: community and all sort of things that happen within that and doing ambassador type roles at certain things and been having the great opportunity to be able to chat to other runners and hear all their stories and that you know i love all that
0: and you had your book out in, what was, was that 2016 you had your book? Yeah, on?
2: it got a bit delayed, but eventually it was out in 2016, right.
0: yeah. And that was about running and combining running and being a mum. Yeah, I
2: think it was just like a story of full circle from in school, got a runner, um, all the ups and downs of my career, but finally... It was really the story of finally achieving the gold at European Championships when I least expected it, when yes. all that complicated things about being an athlete had gone and I was juggling a busy life, had that happy balance. And what how that lovely. taught me how that you know, that can be the time when you actually achieve what you thought was no longer possible. Really, yes, which, yeah, yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so, so lovely. Here we go. So, and, that, and also open to new experiences as, as, as we run on into our lives.
2: Yeah, and, um, you know, I think once you find a passion for running, you just want to keep doing it. Like, yes. I know you love it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, we, like, well, we all keep going, is it? Because we just love it.
0: Forever this. Joe, yeah. thank you so much for that. How, how long did we do, just out of interest?
2: Um, 7.53 miles. Okay,
0: cool.
2: And 8.53. Cool. Run, go.
0: Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.